Craft Beer Radio, episode 283, on March 29th, 2014. So, welcome to Craft Beer Radio, March Madness Edition. Uh, we are here drinking barley wine tonight. Our friend Nick Jones is here with us. Hi, how you doing? And it's also our 283rd episode, which is a prime number, and it's not only a prime number, it's the 61st prime number and 61 is a prime number in itself it's the 18th prime number though doesn't go doesn't go down all the way but you said in the 700s is where we'll get the, the 700 uh, 800s yeah so get the uh primes the whole way down to two ten years from now or so or well, yeah so okay almost there we're drinking some old school barley wines tonight yeah these are pretty old um, so might as well go with the one called old school huh? might as well so barley wines are high alcohol beers they are tend to be pretty sweet. They have interesting character trait, trait, interesting characters to them, and they age particularly well. Yep. So we're drinking the Dogfish Old School. This one was bottled in uh, two thousand six. It's a big maple syrup burst on that one. Mm. And caramel. I can give you a little bit more. Right. I'm a pro at splitting them halves. One third, I gotta do some work on here. The color is a kind of reddish caramel color. So this was originally released in 2002. I've used 85. Alcohol by volume ranges from 13 to 16. It probably says on that bottle what the alcohol by volume of this one is. I think it's 15. 15. Yep. So it was released in uh, the winter, I believe. Mm. There's a lot of a lot of prune coming off this now. A lot of the fruit is coming off. <laughs> Directions: Open bottle, pour contents into two snifters, enjoy, or walk. Hand in neck into the middle of the woods. Use a shovel to dig a two by two hole. Three feet deep, seal the bottle in a plastic bag, place in hole and pack with dirt. Memorize location, leave, return exactly one year later, dig up, open bottle, and enjoy. So they're only, they're only saying one year on that. I think you go for longer, 15%. Especially when it's buried in a three-foot hole, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> buried next to the guy you murdered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this thing smells wonderful, doesn't it? There is a lot of interesting flavors, uh, interesting aromas coming off of this. There's uh, lots of, of uh, pit fruits, right? Lots of mm-hmm. lots of caramel and, and like I said, maple. There's a little booziness on the nose yes. as well. But for fifteen percent, it's not that strong. Like you, not what I would have expected it to have been. Old school, if I remember. Is a pretty hoppy barley wine when it's fresh, and seems like those hops have all fallen. It wouldn't out. surprise me. Eighty-five IBUs. That's a lot. Although you kind of need that bitterness mm-hmm. to to hit something at fifteen percent. That's a that's a lot of sweetness. It feel a little cold. What's the, what's your temperature? Fifty-five. It's about right. We like it around sixty, but. 
Yeah, go ahead. All right. So just uh, po- yeah, point it. Fifty-seven point seven. We'll round go. up and go fifty-eight. There's just a, a lot to explore just in the mm-hmm. room. Actually, you know what? I said it didn't smell that hoppy. The more I'm working on it, the more I'm starting to get a bit of a pithiness, a little bit of like a, an orange pith or something like that in the aroma. Dare I say some centennial coming through a little bit? You know, the first little green leafy mm-hmm. notes, right? Yeah, it's you know. So when we first opened the bottle and smelled it, it was full on malty, caramelly yeah. sweetness. Now I'm smelling it. I'm starting to get a little more of the floral accents to it. Any thoughts? How's it evolving for you, Nick? You guys amaze me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Vanilla, caramel. Mm. A whole bunch of delicious. Mm. Now mine is uh, a bit it's pretty happy. Mine was the bottom of the glass. Mine's a bit cloudier than yours, so I think uh, we might want to compare yeah. and whatnot here. Taste this because this one was pretty darn good. Now yours is about They're the same. Pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. You're. It. It's actually. It struck me where it. It kind of almost tastes like a Werther's at first. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of this kind of creamy, creamy caramel, and mm-hmm. then it it got pretty hoppy, darn quick. Uh, there's hmm, there's a kind of pininess, a kind of piney resinous in there, and it's not ending. It's it's starting to end dry now. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it wasn't ending dry, but now it's ending pretty dry. But it's leaving a little bit of of a kind of pepperiness. On the inside of my mouth. I get you there on the pepperiness part. Lots of lots of alcohol, you know, vaporization, yeah. volatilization. You feel it in your coming up the back of your throat. Kind of rum like in that sense. That's what you call. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't say it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> say what you think. If you're wrong, we'll tell you. I'll be <laughs> most likely wrong. <laughs> that's why I just like sitting in the background and watching. <laughs> You think we don't make stuff up? <laughs> I just come here for the beer. There's also, in the initial thing, there's a little bit of, of I don't know if Candy Cane quite gets it, but there's something there. Like pepperminty, but yeah. very mild. Yeah. I think it's just that, like you said, out of the pepper, it's just that little tinge that when it touches your lips, you get that little tingle before it drops back. Yeah, I guess I could see a little bit. I'm not, I, I wouldn't say it's nearly as potent as candy cane, but yeah, I mean, there's probably a little bit of of, of mint, and I think the that alcohol vapor volatilization, yeah. right? Because that kind of it's similar to mentholation. Yeah, right? It's, right, right. That's what I was gonna say. You you get a very similar type action going on there, you know. So it could kind of draw your attention and say, hey, this is kind of like a mint or something like that. I I get a lot of aftertaste of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm strong with vanilla aftertaste. Mm-hmm. A little oaky, which you know goes goes along with the vanilla too. Yeah, I mean the the, fla- the vanilla flavors in this beer would be something you'd expect from a barrel aged beer, you know. And um, this one's not, or at least they don't say it is. Hmm. 
Oh, okay. Here's something. It's fermented with dates and figs. That okay. explains some of the uh, character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that helps kind of explain, you know, like how they put such a rich and <laughs> you say dates and figs, like, hey, it tastes like fruitcake. You yeah. know, you, you're getting, you kind of put a lot more of those flavors together, right? You're getting some of, like, you know, figs and, you know, uh, just, you know, simple syrups and, you know, stuff like, you know, packed into the cake there. And... This would go really great with, like, a bread pudding um, with some bananas. It's going to go great with bananas. Uh, bananas was not my first initial thought when I was drinking it, but <laughs> I'm sure it would work out. A little banana split. This with a banana split. Mm. This isn't anything. Or you could just, you know, <laughs> pour this on a bananas and have bananas and light it on fire and have bananas foster. There you go. Remember the um the sugar plums I made a couple years ago? Vaguely. Dates, figs, honey, carrot cardamom, mm-hmm. carrot you know, all that great stuff. I do pretty good with this. Yeah, the the spice notes really do come out i think because of the alcohol and probably a little bit because of the yeast but it uh, definitely has a lot of a lot of good character to it uh i would say your your best bet with almost any barley wine but probably with this one too is to at least wait a year like they say yeah this one's been in the cellar for eight years now so just put in the fridge this morning mm-hmm Eight years, Nick. How old were you? <laughs> were you even driving? <laughs> no. I was 22. I'm 22 now, so. <laughs> All right. Um, Speaking of eight years ago, which is about when we started the show, because I've been going back and doing mm-hmm. stuff for I think I listened to um, the beginnings of an episode or two. We sound so young. It's <laughs> it's kind of sad. We Our voices are higher. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to yeah. some of those. All right, so here's another old barley wine out of the cellar. We got Victory's Old Horizontal. This one has a little bit of dust on the shoulder. This one was bottled in uh, 2005. All right, December of 2005. All right, I, the year before I hit high school. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Malta with no, two years. Malted with two-row German malts, hopped with whole-flower American hops. That's all they tell us. 11% on the alcohol on this one. They suggest food pairings of meat pies and English cheese. Of course. Interesting. That's a different aroma on this one, for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of chunks in it, too. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I know. No, I'm just. Yeah, you got you got a chunky one. Yeah. He, he did get the chunks. I even I even was careful and didn't pour the whole bottle. And yours looks like a snow globe. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure. It's... Lots of vitamin B12 there. You won't have. Uh... Well, yeah, lots of iron too. Good stuff. But the aroma on this one is a little a little more confounding than this. Is, yeah. So this is a darker red, sort of almost like a chocolatey red in terms of the color. Yeah, so this one is a. Uh, I don't. I almost say it's kind of like chocolate covered cherries, or or smell that. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have the vanilla. It doesn't have the big caramel notes, right? You know, since we're coming off the beer, it's easier to contrast. Uh, let me see what it does have. Kind of closed off on the aroma. It's not really giving up the goods that easily. What do you think? <laughs> I am out of words because, I mean, the last one, it was very more easily detectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one's yeah. a bit of a struggle. This one's yeah. this one's hiding. This one's yeah. The last one had training wheels on, that's for sure. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was hoping we'd go straight to a tricycle before we went to two wheels, but it didn't work out. Now, I'm even having a hard time really getting a lot of aroma off this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This one, this this happens. Uh, so I, victory, this happens a lot, actually. Victory we tends. We're just, we're, it's hard for us to pick out the aromas. I was thinking that you know it smells a little bit like um, what's uh, kind of like a. a a Vienna malt or something like that, like a touch of like white bread crust or something like that. And Victory tends to put those German malts into their ales as well. Yeah, they definitely like uh, going a little bit more on the German side. So uh, I didn't think of that until after I smelled it and then I kind of clicked the, the two and two together. I don't see... I don't see a malt ingredient on the label. Other than brewed with pure barley, as opposed to adulterated barley. <laughs> There's some, and, and it's just like the other beer. The more you smell it, the hops are coming out. Yeah, now. I was going to say there's some hops coming. Kind out. of a grapefruit for sure. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm starting to smell a little bit of car- like caramel in it. Okay, you're probably wrong, but don't worry about it. I'm just teasing. Get your you're, you're never wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not going to speak. No, you, you <laughs> smell what you think you smell, and it, it, that's what I'm getting. Well, that's now. it. I mean, you know, when you're learning to do this, you're not going to be confident. It's not going to be obvious. So just say what you think it might mm-hmm. be, even if you think it's wrong. You know, I mean, we we throw I, I we throw things out all the time. Like Greg, do you get this at all? Yes, no. You know, just like because sometimes you get this thing that's just kind of on your periphery, and you really can't. Get your fingers around it, and uh, just try to figure out what it's close to. You know what? There's there's an interesting smell in here that is reminding me of freshly cleaned laundry. Okay. So what what is that smell? I guess the floral thing, right? Yeah, it's like, a little what, like a lavender kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about. I mean, uh, you know, what do they put in fabric softener? Uh, I mean. Well, what does the artificial chemicals in fabric softener <laughs> intend to, you know, make remind you of, right? And it's probably springtime, springtime sort of pollen, yeah. florally type things, right? So, no, no. Here's a question: Why did you say fresh laundry instead of flour, right? So, what is it about freshly laundered laundry that's different than flowers, right? Let's try to nail that one down. It doesn't. It doesn't have that kind of uh, potpourriish quality to it. It doesn't smell particularly resiny, but it does have some a kind of something that, that pushes your mind towards fresh, mm-hmm. towards um, towards clean. Right. Okay. 
I was trying to figure out if there was something pulling it back towards, you know, detergent or, or uh, you know, I don't know what fabric softener really smells like. It it almost smells plasticky, right? It smells like flowers and plastic or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you take the yeah. sheets themselves, yeah. this just smells sort of like the aroma you get off of. And it's a vague component there. It's not it's not the whole thing. But Yeah, the more I smell it, I'm getting orange, grapefruit. Yeah, this beer is nine years old and uh, still has a fair amount of fruity, hoppy aroma. Yeah, you really sniffing uh, it. Try, 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 try taking short, yeah, small sniffs, like, and uh, yeah, that kind of works better. I mean, I find I myself not doing that, but that's the advice, right? But. Um, Long and hard doesn't work so well. Yeah. Long and gentle or short. I, I, I like the long and gentle where you, you can hardly even hear it at all, but you just sort of slowly let it waft. And, and you'll tend to, I think, in, in my experience at least, you'll tend to have it pile up a little bit and it may be mm-hmm. a little bit easier. To yeah, I mean, I, I generally do long and gentle as well. But when you read about how to sniff, people generally say short yeah, not not hard, like but short, moderate type sniffs. Mm-hmm. Could have been taken an entire sexual innuendo. Yeah, I just tried, you know, short and moderate, and actually it helps build it up. Like you, mm-hmm. it starts gathering it up in the top of your nose. I think. I mean, so it's just the trading thing. Maybe I should work with someone that some more. It, it seemed to get a little more saturation than long and gentle. But I didn't get the kind of. I I just tried it too, but I, I didn't get the kind of spread. Of aroma that I normally get. Yeah, I think you're right. It just kind of saturated a couple of the the malty and boozy uh, aromas together. Now let's go on to the flavor of this one. Still has a fair hop flavor to it. Yeah, there's a good amount of, like you said, orange. Kind of an orange candy-ish. That citrus is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually reminding me of a a bit of lime, too. Well, you're not you're not wrong. There's a little bit of watermelon there too. It's kind of very similar flavors. And then the malt side of it, it it starts out a little bit malty. It uh, it runs past white bread crust, and then it's a little chalky. I think it's a little cakey. I think, sort of like a vanilla cake. I, I don't know. I kind of it reminds me a little bit of like a dark chocolate. Okay. With that little bit of an aftertaste that you mm-hmm. get from dark chocolate where it just kind of resonates there and it's that real thick and bold. Just that bitterness? Mm-hmm, that little bit of bitterness behind it. I can see how some of the bitter fla- bitterness flavor is reminiscent of, of a dark cocoa, like a dark chocolate. Like it's the same kind of um, bitter texture. Like, what's the word I want to use? Um, same tone, right? As as when you're drinking, you know, eating like a an eighty percent, an eighty five percent cocoa or something like that. It, yeah, it feels the same way. Um, yeah, I'm not getting much of of chocolate flavor. I'm not getting you know a lot of the other things, but I am getting that that memory, that feel yeah, of the bitterness. That was the it was yeah. more of the memory yeah. rather than the fact of mm-hmm. like the chocolate yeah. taste. But that's the, what I yeah. feel like after no, I drink it, I'm coming with the dark chocolate aftertaste of the little bit of bitterness. That just yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's perfectly valid. I mean, one of the things I did the last show, I think it was, was, you know, talking about, it doesn't really 
taste so much like it, but it feels like it. Yeah. And we're talking about yeah. like talking about chocolate milk, right? Or drinking a beer. It wasn't so much chocolate or anything, but it felt it had the texture or the feel of That's chocolate smooth, milk, creaminess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, take a sip of this, and the very first thing that came to my mind, it it it, it goes away pretty quickly. But as your tongue first tastes it, think Twinkie. I'm not getting that. I tried. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to nail the malt, and it tastes you, to me you, a lot like walk, like a like a white cake, like a sponge cake. I, I hate to admit, you 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 put more Twinkie in my head than I would have thought would be possible. Um, <laughs> it's. Hmm. Yeah, you kind of get that sugary. Um, mm-hmm. And it's even some of the cream filling, right? Yeah. It's and again, it's this feel like after you eat a Twinkie or after you eat like a cream donut or something, something with that that cream filling kind of sits in your mouth and it gets more bitter and yes, sour is not really the quite word, but you know it just doesn't it it, it brings more bitterness after the exactly. after the sugar is gone. You know, it's almost like a. I could be wrong. Well, now what I'm feeling after you mentioned the Twinkie thing, I'm starting to think of like angel cake. Yeah. Where not so much the Twinkie, but that nice like how it kind of dries your mouth mm-hmm. a little bit, and then it just sits there, and you have that aftertaste that just lasts. And think about with that angel cake, a kind of actually kind of cheap cream frosting mm-hmm. that has a lot of Cool Whip, something a little bit more, yeah, Cool Whip, something corn syrupy, right? That has a little bit of a mm-hmm. of a kind of stickiness. To well, it. like Twinkie filling, like Twinkie. Yeah, that, that's why I thought of Twinkie. Yeah, uh, or like you said, a cream donut is another yeah. good example. I mean, but those that that the the border between the cake and the cream, you know, like that's what I got most mm-hmm. out of your suggestion. It's just that, like, let's get the microscope out and look at the the last little bit of cake and the cream and kind of just that part, right? Like, not a lot of the cake, not a lot of the cream, but just right in between. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Victory's not very happy that uh, we're, <laughs> we're comparing it to Twinkies. <laughs> your beer tastes like Twinkies. <laughs> Twinkies are delicious. It ends though. It, it like I said, it ends kind of orangey. It ends with mm-hmm. um, with definitely fruit notes and and bitterness that Nick was talking about. It's a pretty good barley wine. Uh, it, it had a tough tough uh, slot in drinking order for sure. Coming after the uh, the old school, but I, I enjoyed it. It, it you know very good, but particularly I, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's very good. But right now, I'm still choosing the old school. You know, what's interesting, though, is it's 11%. I really can't taste the alcohol. After that 15%, this one right. just tastes like there's hardly any alcohol. Three or four of them, yeah. huh? Yeah, exactly. Get in trouble with this one. What's next on our list? Oh, I know what's next on our list. I'm going to turn that down a bit. Still got some beer in the glass, I figure. Yeah. So, if you would like to support us, would you like to support us, Nick? I always support it's it's easy to support us. It doesn't God cost damn. you anything. No, it doesn't cost me anything. That's all, great because I'm a broke college student. All you have to do is next time you're going shopping for stuff on Amazon, don't go to Amazon.com. Stop dancing to the music and listen to my pitch, damn it. <laughs> Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to Amazon.com. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And attach it to Amazon. And it refords you there, and it gets the referral code plugged in there, and whatever you buy doesn't cost you a penny more. But instead of giving all that money to Jeff Bezos, you give a little bit to us. 
making a note of it right so, now. So craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And when you're not a poor college student and you have actually money that you just want to throw at us, you can donate to us through PayPal. There's a link on our show notes. Uh, I am a music performance major. I will always be poor. When, you, know, <laughs> you, you, could, you could make a nice living as a you know, uh, actually I make a set pretty musician decent one right now. Yeah. But once I get my degree, I'll be able to charge more. As a set musician, you know, go to move to Nashville, make some money, whatever, and then you can subscribe to us on PayPal. With the PayPal, take money out of, off your out of your wallet every month and give it to us. <laughs> so Craftbeerradio.com/slash Amazon. Amazon. That was. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Yes. And uh, if you're looking for website hosting, uh, we have a referral link on our notes and on our website for Bluehost.com. That's the web host of Craft Beer Radio. Alright. Okay. Thank you. I was enjoying dancing. You were missing my pitch, though. I got the pitch. I wonder if that's a problem we have on the show. I wonder if everyone starts dancing to the music and just doesn't listen to the pitch. I think at this point we've, we've played this <laughs> song enough that people are kind of sick of it by now. We should probably think of a new, uh, a new song for. Hey, the, if you need a musician to compose you one, if you want to, buy we could use a theme now. song. So yeah, you don't have I to rip off all this yeah, stuff. I'll, I'll work on it. Awesome. I have to compose stuff all the time for my theory classes. I'll just make sure to throw one here. All right. So what's next? This is the below decks from. Well, Formerly Clipper City, now Heavy Seas. Yes, this is when it was the Heavy Seas line of beers from Clipper City. 2008. This one's a youngin' compared to the other ones. 10% alcohol by volume. Mm. So we're slowly going down the alcohol <laughs> Yeah, we ladder. probably should have worked it the other way. We but switched it around. Know. Climbing down. Yeah. And it, enough, we did. So we took the training wheels on the flavor, <laughs> but took the masters for the alcohol content. That was the uh, color. Kind of reminds me of the first one a little bit, where it's a nice, like, caramel clear. Like, yeah, I would say it, it is a little bit darker. It's a little bit more kind of like a, a, a copperish, but a dark copper with reddish tones. Mm-hmm. But a lot. It's definitely lighter than yeah than yeah. victory. I, I like the bottle conditioning, you know, because it's heavy seas and all piratey and stuff. This here pounder has a fine layer of yeast at her bottom. It won't send you to Davy Jones's locker, but <laughs> will protect your brew from the rigors of life at sea. Yar. <laughs> Does it say yar on it? Doesn't I have oh, the yar? Okay. Oh, I was gonna say, man, these bottles get sillier and sillier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first, I smell blue cheese. I smell. I smelled green. Um, green beans. Green beans. I green smell. beans. Yeah, I was gonna go more with the blue cheese on the sense. I love. I'm a huge blue cheese fan. I love blue cheese. So. I thought I smelled. Now you're pushing me in that direction. When I, I popped. When I popped the cap. I either smelled blue cheese or stinky feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm um, like, huh. And then yeah, once I put my nose up to the glass, it's no, the blue cheese. Strong sense of blue cheese for sure. Yeah, you're right. So much that it's actually kind of masking some of the other, all the other flavors, at least from my it, it, barely trained nose. That kind of flavor definitely does, that kind of aroma definitely out. has a, yeah, has, actually, it's so pungent that mm-hmm. it's hard to detect. So you just kind of have to keep going and, and see if you can dip under it. Now as I'm digging into it more, the blue cheese is going away, but I'm still getting cheese. I'm just getting something that's more like a brine washed cheese, like a Limburger or something like that. I'm yeah, getting, I'm getting, getting a little something more lactic. a little bit more... 
almost like a parmesan. I'm getting yeah more. I was gonna say Swiss mm-hmm. along a nice mm-hmm. like strong white cheese with that mm-hmm. very definite smell to it. All right, is there anything that's not cheesy in the nose? Let's try to let's try to see if there's anything else we're missing. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm, if I'm not missing anything. There, it's like, not very malty. There might be a bit of hops in the aroma. I think there's a little baked apple there. Oh, I wasn't going with apple, but I'm getting that tiny little bit of citrus in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I was getting some flirts of the uh, citrus. I like baked apple. Like, I like kind of like the um, like one of the things you do when you're camping, right? You take the core out of the apple and you pack it with brown sugar mm-hmm. and you wrap it in foil and you throw it in the fire, right? And then you get yep, so yep. you got like a green apple. So you still have the skin on it and it's roasted and you got some of that brown sugar you know, packed in the core, you know, like all that together is very reminiscent to the, uh, the apple part of, of the, well, the here. green apple would be a great example. Cause I'm getting a little bit of like that sour yes. taste yeah. that you would receive mm-hmm. from a nice green apple. But the cheese just sticks out the most. I'm not getting much cheese on the flavor. Hmm. The uh, getting some decent malt, where it's a uh, kind of not so much caramel, but uh, a little bit of um, maybe like quick bread and uh, toffee, huh. raisin bread maybe. I'm not sure if raisin bread is the best choice for it but i would go with the more of the toffee mm-hmm. example for it what's coming to my mind is <clears throat> cinnamon toast mm-hmm. well to clarify the raisin bread had cinnamon swirls in it so cinnamon swirls <laughs> so it was the cinnamon that led yeah to but there's also a little bit of caramelized sugar mm-hmm character there there's not none of that cheesiness is really coming across in the no. flavor yeah no the flavor has nothing to do with the cheese at all i'm sure it'll go great with i probably cheese, would though. go great with like it would a go for mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. oh my god it'd be well great. blue, it'd be blue cheese and barley wines are definitely a go-to pairing yeah right? that's why i made and, a nice uh, chunky mm. although i know i i always say this people don't believe me but man blue cheese and ipas are fantastic together really they really are i will have to try that what does blue cheese not go with though well, Pilsers, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened? White wine. Grab some. So we're talking about grabbing this, some blue cheese, and some delicious hot wings, <laughs> and we're ready to go. I would go with a high quality blue cheese with this, like a Maytag. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a joke. I know it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one that you were dreaming about? That was the one that you. It was actually me hovering over top of you, telling you the joke. No wonder. So it did come from outside. (laughs) Mm. This is the 2008 below decks from Clipper City slash Heavy Seas. See, I have to think that like a a a parmesan would go well with this, as opposed to blue cheese. I think that something Mm -hmm. salty. Um, Sure. I, I I I mean, I personally don't like salt. That much. I'm very against salty stuff, so I, that's why I stick with the blue cheese. But that's just Wait a personal preference. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm... Your, your tongue is super active right now, so of course you don't need salt. <laughs> yeah, I don't need salt. I'm still at the right age, I guess. 
I think this is a very delicious. It's it's it really is it's stuff. it's it's dangerously drinkable for a bottle mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. It's um smooth. Yeah, very smooth. Very smooth. There's no bitter aftertaste, at least none that I'm mm-hmm. sensing. Um, I don't get the dryness that I did from the original, the old school, where my mouth kind of dried out a bit afterwards. So this is very, mm-hmm. very smooth. Very easy to drink. I could probably pound a few of these back. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> and you don't want to do that. You'd be messed up. That's what I mean. What was the uh, alcohol? 10%. 10%? 10%. Yeah. yeah, so I knew it was somewhere around yeah. the declining scale of the ladder. <laughs> However, it is a very delicious... Very good work. It's personally my favorite as of now out of the three. All right. So, oh, we still got guys. I, I guess I rushed. You did rush. You, you, you drank you with enthusiasm. <laughs> There's your excuse. You I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was quite tasty. I'll blame it on I still can't pour one thirds equally, and I gave myself the short. Uh, <laughs> so I'll blame it on that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. To savoring. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, it was quite enjoyable. It was weird how cheesy it was in the nose, but it really didn't carry through in the mm-hmm. flavor. And then once you were drinking and smelling, the cheese really didn't dominate, right? It, yeah. It's not like the cheese is like taking away every sip, right? The the you know if you're not a fan of blue cheese and you think that's going to just ruin the beer, once you started tasting it, it it really didn't come back so strongly that it was. So where does that blue cheese come from? Where where is that? I mean, it has to be coming from the east, right? I mean, that's I mean that's a I mean you would you would. Think that things like blue cheese would come from bread and lacto, right? But the beer didn't taste like it was bread. You know, it didn't taste like there was any infections right. in there. Yeah. It tasted like a clean beer. Another thing we should say is these beers have been, all been pretty old sitting in my cellar, and none of them really had much air of oxidation, right? No. I mean, yeah. they've, they've all, um, I mean, these flavor, these beers, these high alcohol beers, big multi beers, they, they, you know, receive oxidation well, but they've all been bottle conditioned, right? So the yeast are in there. They're doing maintenance on the beer, right? They're doing their annual checkups and, you know, hey, some oxygen infiltration. Let's ferment that stuff, you know, and, and get rid of it. So um, or let's use that as oxygen to ferment out some residual sugars, really. But so, I mean, these beers have all stood up well in my cellar. And, uh, you know, it just makes me happy that, you know, because nothing's worse than keeping That's a true. beer around for eight years to find, <laughs> that, you, yeah. to find that you kept it for too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if there was oxygen that came in and the yeast were still active, they would use it to multiply, right? Because well, that's they're in the oxidation. They're in there. If if yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's one thing about bottle conditioned beers, right? It's just like they said on the heavy seas label, label, right? The yeast will in there to protect your brew from the rigors of life at sea, right? I mean, it's the same thing. My beer cellar is not the perfect beer cellar. It's mm-hmm. not a cave at 52 degrees, right? It or is... Or a three-foot hole. Or a three-foot <laughs> hole. It's, yeah, it's you know, it, it it is the perfect temperature, maybe a little bit warmer than the 52 in the winter, and it's, it's you know, touch under 70 in the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's not perfect, but uh, it's good enough, especially for these barley wines. Yes, yeah, especially for that one. That was mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. Okay, so uh, let's probably well, the next beer. The next beer, yeah. I won't say the last beer. Who knows? We're kind of on a roll tonight. So oh, let's keep them going. <laughs> this is I the Horn Dog down. Barley Wine Style Ale from Flying Dog, and this is a 2009 vintage. 10.2% octobite wine, 45 IBUs. It is malted with 
120 L caramel Munich and 40 L caramel malts, hopped with German pearl or perlay, Northern Brewer and Cascade. Yeast info not available, but mm. we know it has yeast in it. Nice dark color to it. Yeah, it's uh, very like cola. dark red. Um, nice layer. Kind of like a cola. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Coke. Like I just poured a glass of Coke into mm-hmm. my glass. Or Pepsi <clears throat> for those of the new generation. <laughs> I got the uh, snow globe going on this time. I got all the chunks at the bottom. So what is that? What are we smelling? I'm sensing a tinge of vanilla. A little bit of caramel behind it. Possibly a little bit of orange citrusy kind of. There's something kind of anisey in there too. Yeah. There's a little licorice note. Um, like black licorice? Something like that, yeah. I'd say more along the lines of black licorice I'm smelling. Uh, it, and actually really enough notes of cherry? thyme. I'm sorry, what? I said, I said a little bit of notes of thyme. But that's, getting, that's kind of licorice you said. I'm getting <laughs> notes of thyme, is that like the Jeopardy thing? I'm getting cherry behind it, but that could be related to the whole licorice. No, cherry. Sense. Cherry's in no, there. Cherry's there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm smelling. Right now, cherry's my main, but I'm kind of searching for it, so. It's kind of like a, a dried cherry or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, cherry, strawberry, definitely in that red. In that reddish, yeah. berry-ish. Brown sugar. Yeah, I was trying to dial in on specifically how the multi part of it, but I could never find something I was really ha- an adjective I was really happy with. You know, as you guys were bantering back and forth, I'm like, oh, come on, I'm so close, <laughs> I'm so close, but I didn't get it. It's it's not toffee, not caramel, it's not the the white bread crust, it's not cakey. I, I, oh, what is it? I don't know. I'm getting a, a way of describing it, but not necessarily the true sense but maybe like a a white chocolate kind of thing but where you get that little bit of that nice sweetness behind it where okay so you know know what i mean and what i'm trying to i'm trying to hear what you're saying i I think i finally figured out what i wanted to find and it's you know it's kind of like a toast of an all-grain bread or something like that you know like Mm -hmm. with a decent toast on it you know that's kind of the smell i'm getting we're kind of getting a um one of those cookies that go with tea the little, a like, tea sweet cookie? biscuits. A tea cookie? A tea, tea cookie. cookie. I, I, they're called, like, Lord Dunes or something like that. Okay. My my, okay. my sister used to get them all the time. I don't know. When you ever you said tea cookie, I instantly thought of uh, a scone, but I'm not getting a scone at all. Kind of think of, like, a Jolly Roger. Mm-hmm. You know, which of those uh, cookies with a little bit of fruit in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I can't wait to taste it though. Well, I'm then some, do it. Yeah, um, do it. Savoring it, I'm getting some fantastic smells. 
has a touch of vanilla, but not nearly the vanilla you get from the the dogfish. No, I mean I I, I sense the vanilla, but mm-hmm. I agree with you with the. It goes into kind of astringent. Yeah, it I'm, kind of has a, a tart astringent. I was gonna say like it goes into. Um, I'm getting a strong sense of caramel from the initial taste, but mm-hmm. the aftertaste just like changes. From yeah, it. it goes to back to that. I think like pithy. dark chocolate it goes pithy metaphor. Yeah, yeah, pithy. Um, the the hops are, are kind of sticking out, and um, I think it's sort of more towards hoppy. piney. I'm getting a lot of hops from this mm-hmm. one compared to all the other ones. This one seems to have the most hops. I like hoppiest taste. How old is this one again? 2009. Five years old. And what's the alcohol? I just got a huge, 10.2. I just got a huge strawberry blast in the nose. Like, okay. Well, that would be from where the smell of the strawberry cherry, at least. Yeah, I mean, it, but it just came on like over overcharged. So I, I was just kind of saying, I, I especially agree with your line of reasoning earlier. Like, boom, strawberry, maybe a touch of pomegranate in there, but mm-hmm. yeah, just really big strawberry yeah because that uh, that's what the most potent smell i was getting from it mm-hmm. was like a strawberry cherry-ish kind of smell to it that's what i thought stood out the most out of no being that it's astringent and you're getting some of these you know sweet cherry type flavors i think this one's probably a bit oxidized right I yes think, i think the oxidization oxidation of this beer is doing two things it's giving that astringency because oxidation also can taste like wet cardboard, right? And that astringency is kind of going that way, right? I don't know. I mean, I think that this is this is reminiscent of Flying Dog's yeast character. If you think about Raging Bitch, which great beer, right? Yeah, but that's a Belgian. I know, IPA. I know, but that's not the that's not their house yeast at it's all. It's not necessarily their house yeast, but there's something about that character that that's coming through here. And I noticed this character on, on a lot of their other beers too. On, on, um, on what was the last one I had? I forget. But I but this, there's something about Flying Dog. You know, you're putting this up my head. I just had a pearl necklace last week. I had a pearl, <laughs> yes, I had a pearl necklace a pearl all necklace. over my mouth. She pearl, and, pearl necklace. Um, but that's an oyster stout, and what I had chalked it up to was all the. Um, calcium, you know, type character, the minerally character of the shells, right? And um, I'm going to take another sip now, but when you said dogfish, or, I'm sorry, flying dog, I was like, okay, trying, searching, 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 what corollaries can I build? And I'm like, there's something in this beer that reminds me of the mineraliness of the pearl necklace. But that was just an aftertaste comparing to a memory. Let me take another sip and see if there's anything there while you talk. Uh, This tastes like a yeast character to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does not taste like oxidation. Oxidation, cardboardy, maybe a little bit rosy character. This is um, a, a, a peppery note. This uh, has astringent qualities to it. I'm almost certain this is yeast. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a, a good sense of peppery note for the aftertaste. That just explains the entire aftertaste. Yeah. Is very that that nice like black pepper kind of spice the the rum metaphor for it right where it has that rum aftertaste coming forth along with um, that little bit of cherry tinge behind it for the initial definitely taste definitely a cherry in this yeah time. for the initial taste it's very cherry with the strong sense of hops and then the aftertaste is like a whole other adventure where it comes from that spiced rum kind of feel I feel like I'm drinking like Kraken. Mm. 
drinking Kraken. Kraken is the Kraken. It's a type oh. of. It's, it's a, a, oh, it's rum. a great spice. Rum. Oh, okay. It's a very good spice oh, rum. Release the Kraken, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. It's a very good spice rum. The uh, the stringency that really you know dinged it for me early on, as I got more accustomed to the beer, kind of went away, and I didn't see it as a as a you know ongoing negative um, to the beer. I kind of enjoyed the last you know three or four sips of this thing. It does, but but there is a, a lingering astringency. My mouth is kind of puckered right now. Yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of yeah, it lays on a tongue a little strong. That, that light, little sense of bitterness mm-hmm. behind it, which I don't know. These, these are these seem to me to be pretty clear to be uh, phenolic. So <coughs> very <laughs> enjoyable. Eh, I, I, would, I, I like it. You're allowed to like it. To yeah. me, it's a little bit. It's it's a little bit too too astringent for especially compared to the competition. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting it top on my list, but uh, I'm definitely putting it. Uh, I might actually. I don't know yet. I have to <laughs> rethink of the all the flavors. You guys, want to break out one more beer? Sure, sure. All right, we are rolling. We're back with Lagunitas, the Hairy Eyeball Ale. Here's looking at you, Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. So we are definitely going down in ABV. This is nine point four percent. Uh, they give us a very accurate 56.663, although I think that's more ugly than just trying to get 666 in there. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of company they are. Uh, for IBUs, um, net contents, ounces, ounces and ounces of malt, hops, yeast, and water. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so an interesting uh, slogan on the side here. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. It's like a dark coffee kind of. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, very dark, uh, dark coffee in there. It lightens up towards when you don't hold on the lighting. It's a little bit lighter, but yeah. yeah. There's no vintage on the label. There's no. Oh wait, there's a marking. Um, oh no, just twelve two oh five eight three zero eight five five. Maybe it's 2005. It might be the 122nd day of 2005. This is the day this was bottled. I think that's what that is. 122nd day of 2005. It's possible. Or it could have been brewed in 56. Because 5, 6 would be... 1956? Yeah. Yeah, You're probably right. Uh, Yeah, so this one actually on on the bottle says 9% alcohol by volume. Gives an IBU of 56.7. So they were... Less uh, less likely to go to fifty six point six six like they are mm-hmm. now, and the original gravity one point zero nine. That's uh, pretty high, but not that high. Nine percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm getting a strong caramel kind of smell from it with the vanilla. A lot of vanilla. Yeah, this in beer it. does uh, pour a lot darker than all the other beers tonight. It's kind of porter looking, right? Yeah, definitely. The aroma. It smells pretty good. What we have here is... I'm getting the smell of caramel and vanilla as the... There's caramel. Like a a cake donut. Cake donut's good. I'm getting... I personally am smelling a a lot of white bread crust. Um, But, you know, mixed in with caramel. It's not quite, you know, just bread crust by itself. But it's more prominent in this beer than the other ones. 
And then slightly more a bit of, of a molasses. Hmm? Sugar molasses good I can I can see that mapley kind of smell. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little, something a little fruity now. Mentioning fruit, I'm getting like a kind of like a grapefruit, not necessarily an orange yeah. or a okay. strawberry, but like yeah, that, nice that's not the way I I was thinking something along the lines of um, prunes, plums, raisins. Uh, and I'm gonna go a little off the charts and say think pineapple. I can't get there. Yeah, I, I can't get the pineapple. Mm. I don't know, but I, then again, my mindset is kind of stuck on the grapefruit right now. Just that nice, like, no one's smooth, smooth. No, I, I mean, uh, I try it. I just can't get that far. It's, uh, I think I can think of something better than, than prunes, plums, and raisins. The reason why but, I think pineapple is, I think, I'm thinking more not fresh, but sort of like a canned pineapple. Mm-hmm. So it has that sweet that syrup. very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get that sense behind all the maple and everything mm-hmm. else behind it because as soon as you crack open a can of pineapple, you get that instant sweet like yeah. sugar rush that blows through your nostrils. Exactly. Yes. Is there any blueberry? There was something that was either blueberry or grape I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. I'd go more along the lines of grape than blueberry. Blueberry has a very predominant scent rather mm. than I think grape kind of fades back into the citrus. Both, I believe, true berries. So, Greg's all into his ordering of droops and berries, and yeah, strawberries not a berry, raspberry not a berry. So this one came right out of the cellar. So we're looking at a beer that's at sixty-five degrees already. Strawberries are the only berries that grow their seeds on the outside. Well, they're not berries. The seeds, are, <laughs> the seeds are actually the fruit. This thing you call the seeds are actually the fruits. And the strawberry itself is, is basically an engorged stem. My mind is blown. <laughs> you should listen to more Craft Beer Radio. We've covered that at least four different times. <laughs> <laughs> 283 episodes. I can't catch up on that on a week. Yeah, that's, that's, that's hard to do. You've had a whole year. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy, sir. <laughs> I practice like six to ten hours a day. Okay, fine. So listen to us while you sleep. Just think of all the knowledge you'll get. I pulled yeah. out my saxophone from high school recently. Uh-huh. And, uh, man, do I suck. <laughs> my my embouchure is... You haven't, you haven't done it now. I haven't done it. And, but, and then just like, there's, there's like this lag between reading the sheet music and my fingers hitting the, key, hitting the, the keys. You know, it's like... Your reading's a lot faster than the keys? Well, no, no, there's a lag where it's like, I know the note but my fingers aren't automatic like they used to be right it's like okay that's a b that's an a that's a c sharp you know that kind of thing you know and then like all some of the sharps like there's there's some keys on the saxophone that i used to know how to use but i don't remember what note they play you know <laughs> that kind it's of thing it's actually a really funny story where i was i was working out in ohio in poland and i was a on the music actually this is a post show thing let's save that for later i'm sorry I too say yeah we'll, we'll discuss saxophone in the post show because i have a really funny story for it all right so on to the flavor of this beer it has a great malt aroma it which is is malty 
this one has some toffee in the flavor, even though I wasn't getting it in the, the aroma. Some caramel. A little aqueous. I'm getting a strong, really? strong toffee. Yeah, I'm getting big toffee. And then it's getting a little fruity. Um, yours is a little more watery. Here, try this one. Even though I think mine's the top of the bottle this time. We've noticed a lot on the show recently, Nick, that there's a lot of bottle stratification. And Greg's glass and my glass are completely different on, on beers. It happens... We used to think it was a fluke every now and then. And then, like, over the last month and a half, it's happened almost every show. Yeah. It's insane. That, like, you pour two glasses out of a single bottle of beer and you can get... Completely different You're reviewing different beers, the, basically. Yeah. At least different characteristics of the same beer. No, it tastes pretty much the same. There's, I'm getting me, that strong toffee, that strong I think caramel. yours is a little more chalky astringent towards the end. However, however, I'm not tasting that fruity smell I was getting. I, I'm just not yeah. getting the fruit at all. Yeah. I was able to smell a little bit of it during the whole whiffing of everything, but during the taste, I'm not getting any of that. See, I'm getting fruit in the taste. I'm getting. It starts out with a huge toffee blast up front, and then it gets really fruity and turns into a bit of green grape and um, maybe a touch of ch- cherry tomato. And uh, I think the blueberries are still playing a role there. Chalky Oops. limestone. Um, you, well, when after I drank yours, I had a really chalky finish. Yeah. And mine's not finishing as chalky with the, you know the top of the bottom. I, I'll give you the chalky finish, but I'm just I'm just not able to taste those berries coming out of it. But Here, take a sip out of this glass. See if it's any different for you. Try this one. <laughs> now we got three glasses to compare. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Craft Beer Radio in five years will be drinking out of eyedroppers. Right, let's, let's switch around and let's. All right. We'll be we'll be yeah, stratifying a bottle into like <laughs> eighteen classes, and we'll say the uh, the first six tenths of an ounce is the best. Okay, it tastes the same to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know for some reason yours, but after I drank yours, it got really chalky, and the other ones really didn't, but. I, don't know. I mean, I, I get a sense of it kind of drying out my mouth as the mm-hmm. aftertaste a mm-hmm. little bit, uh, but the alcohol potency isn't that strong in this one no, compared it's... to the rest. Of well, what it's only nine point two percent. Yeah, compared to everything, we literally <laughs> went down the scale. Yeah, yeah. usually like, we try to drink from lower yeah. to higher, but uh, it just well, worked it's out because just... it's two eighty three episode. We it's... went down the scale I mean, to sixty one. It's only higher than most of the beers we've had on the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're getting a little uh, little chatty here. I think it's time to wrap this up. Go to the post show where we can talk about saxophone fingering. And um, <laughs> yes, I said that on purpose because I knew we'd get a chuckle. Um, ranking time. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. So um, I'm actually going to put the dogfish head number one. I I really really enjoy the dogfish head. I like. Um, I just like the qualities of that. I liked actually the booziness of it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the flavors really went really were, were, were really nice. Um, okay, now it gets a little bit harder because I'm trying to remember the order we went in. That will give me a better idea of which one. So, Dogfish Head was number one. Number the two. The order we drank them is the order they lined up right now. Okay. Uh, so I think. All right. Hmm. All right, now I'm actually kind of confused. Remind me. 
Which one was the one that was cheesy? That was, that was cheesy. Blood was deck. the blow deck? Blow deck decks. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was a flying dog, which was astringent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eyeball, which was chalky, and the victory. The victory was one with no. You know, the Roma was really closed off. Right. The, the smell the, was hard to get. It was very... The flavor had a bit of that um, German malt to it, I think. Uh, what else was I going to say about it? Um... <laughs> it was so long ago. I know. Uh, oh, there's a little bit left here. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was this the bread pudding one? I'm, I don't think the it was the bread victory? pudding yeah. No, 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 no. That was that was that one was that we decks. just had a, a lot of trouble decks. trying to figure out yeah. what was in it. Yeah. And the smell was very. Uh, that, was that the dark chocolate metaphor smell? I mean, taste. Mm. So okay, I'm gonna go, and I'm just trying to remember. It, it's a little bit hard having five barley wines to remember exactly which one was. I remember <laughs> the best. I don't quite remember the order. Mm-hmm. I know which one my worst is. Um, I'm going to actually go almost entirely in the order we drank them. I think that uh, my... I Actually, I think I'm going to go entirely in the order we drank them. I think that that really does kind of match up to, to how much I enjoyed them. I consistently enjoyed them less and less as we went on. Hmm. Not that I not that I ever got to the point where oh I dislike this beer, but I just think that it, as it went along, I I less and less enjoyed... Uh, what I was tasting. So, Victory, Heavy Seas, Flying Dog, Lagunitas. Uh, would you like to go? Or? Uh, sure, I can go. Um, my uh, favorite beer of the night is also the um, Dogfish Head. Delicious. The the vanilla, the caramel, and, uh, you know, it still had a fair amount of hoppy flavor to it, Uh no, it's just, but the dates, the the dates and uh, figs that were in that beer uh, really helped and really set it apart. It was delicious. Uh, number two, I'm going to put the Lagunitas number two. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. It had a lot of the maltiness that I'm looking for in a barley wine. I didn't mention this in the show for Nick's sake, but, you know, long-time listeners know that I prefer... English-style barley wines, ones without much bitterness and hoppiness compared to American or West Coast barley wines. To granted, all these beers being at least five years old, all the hop flavor has mostly faded out of them. There's mm-hmm. not none that are all that hoppy to go. But um, I like the Lagunitas second. I'm going to put the Below Decks number three. It had that weird cheesy aroma, but once we got to the flavor, it was... Uh, pretty solid i'm gonna be a little vague here because it's that part of the show where it's hard to remember i just remember (laughs) that i like that i'm gonna put the victory fourth it didn't have the maltiness that i really wanted in the beers but it had some neat fruity flavors to it and um you know it gave a little bit of story and then i'm gonna put the flying dog last and horn dog's a beer i normally like a lot um it's last just because it had that that astringency Mm -hmm. that greg had mentioned right it just uh, it just didn't seem to. Uh, I think it may have got some oxidation over the years. Um, I, I think that the limestone character of, of Lagunitas to me is is defeating the astringency. But that's just me. Sure. Your right. opinion, Nick. Uh, 
Now, mine kind of switches around here. Um, I put first the below decks. Um, I really enjoyed the smoothcality of it, where it came out and had a nice... Smoothcality? Yeah, I, I made it. up a word for it. I, I think it fits it very well. That's it's, the title of the show. Smoothcality. Smooth Fantastic, I titled awesome. it. Um, that's the one quality that really brought me to it, um, along with the strong flavors that came afterwards, and the aroma of the scent from the very strong, blue, cheesy smell, and everything around it. I just really enjoyed the that beer a lot. Second, I will go with everyone else's number one choice, which was the Old School Dogfish. I thought it was a very adventurous beer. It came with so many different left turns, and everything about it was enjoyable. We like to say those kind of beers tell a story. Yes, that one truly did. I mean, it was was an exciting beer. Um, Just because the Blow Decks went above it due to the fact, because it was just very smooth, I could just pound them back and be obliterated in minutes. I can totally see that, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> number four i actually went with the um flying um i'm sorry i forget the name horn dog the dog. flying horn dog or the horn dog <laughs> sorry the what was the horn dog uh, from flying dog yeah yeah flying dog there we go um i honestly forget why but i wrote it down as my third favorite and then uh and num- that happens at a barley wine yeah. show yes uh number five i uh stuck with the hairy eyeball Due to the fact that it was just, um, I just liked everything about it. I mean, my least favorite, and I know reasons why, uh, was Victory. And that was due to the fact that I thought it was a very dull compared to the others. I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was very good. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very good beer compared to what you would normally get at like on a, a bar mm-hmm. where most selections are very limited. But... Compared to the rest of the other five, uh, the other four, I thought it was very dull in its components and everything else about it. It was just very vague compared. No, I, to I the mean I, I agree factors. with you. It was it was difficult to. It didn't. It was very it, difficult. It, it, did, it to wasn't understand. showy. It didn't yeah. show off it the flavors. You had to it. hunt them. And I mean, while it didn't have anything bad going on, it it just wasn't. It wasn't easy to love. Yeah, maybe that was the fact that I'm still on my training wheels. Why did you make it so hard for me to like you? <laughs> they just made it slightly I liked too difficult. Beer. I thought it, I thought it was really good. You know, I thought the rum was a little bit impenetrable, but I thought the the beer itself was very. Tasty. I still stick all top five above Mineral Light, obviously. <laughs> yes. However, <laughs> out of the top five, which is a very hard choice, yeah, I stuck Victory at the very bottom, and yeah, I think there were a no lot stinkers it, here. Yeah, I think a lot of it was just to the factor that it was hard to tell. I felt like. I was just kind of drinking Newcastle. A lot of the smell I was getting was just that Newcastle-y smell, and it wasn't as That's, that's harsh criticism right Oosh. there. That, I think you know, that's, that's just... Well, when we're going to the post, I have another thing about Newcastle. That's just virgin palate, but... Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's about you're time. killing me. All and right. it is virgin palate, but I do so have we got nice some Kenny Loggins on the outro. Let's, let's make it fair use. Um... Ground was it uh, uh, a groundbreaking? Ground, no, it's um you know it's I think his first uh, first thing for a movie which was um, give you the song pretty pretty crappy song but uh, it it works for it's for, groundbreakingly crappy I don't think it's that crappy I kind of enjoy okay, it review the song it's what, danceable. What? There we go. All right. It's dancing. It has so many weird <laughs> shifts in terms of what it's doing. All right. Craft Beer this Radio is, is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website for more information on that. And watch you- Caddyshack to get more Imara. Yes. 
<laughs> you can send us comments via Twitter <laughs> at Craft Beer Radio, at Jeff Bear, and at CBR Greg. Email is beer at craftbeerradio.com, Jeff at craftbeerradio.com, and Greg at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to send a, something to Nick, how do we get a hold of Nick? At the underscore Mick Jones or however that's, you that's feel like enough. contacting me. That's good. Twitter. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> Twitter. not. There's no commitment on Twitter, so there you go. No, exactly. All right. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it, and we will talk at you again next week. And thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Can I get rid of this Kenny Loggins, please? Thank you. All right. <laughs> Hello.